Welcome to the High on Life podcast, where it's all about empowering you with the medicine and the mindset to healthfully lose weight and thrive beyond the scale. I'm your host, Dr. Sasha High. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss and beyond. Remember that while I'm a doctor, I'm not your doctor. So be sure to seek medical support from a qualified health professional. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Today, I have another phenomenal and inspiring client spotlight for you with the lovely Jennifer. In today's episode, we talk about how she has successfully lost over 100 pounds and maintained that for nearly two years. And I think that's the truly, like there's so much impressive. It's not about the weight loss, but I just want to speak to this for a moment. It is impressive to me when you lose weight and you maintain that for the long term. It is not impressive to do a diet and lose 50 pounds and regain 65, uh, you know, three months later. There are lots of diets that deliver that. But to lose weight and maintain that healthfully for over two years, that is successful weight management. And it's amazing. Jen talks about her initial reluctance to accept that her weight issues were, quote, not about the food, close quote. It wasn't about finding the right diet. It was about getting to the root of why she was overeating in the first place. And so many people miss that. And that is the key. We have to get to the root issues. Why are you overeating? Why are you using food when food is not the solution for your stress, when food is not the solution for your celebration, when food is not the solution for fill in the emotional blank right there? So Jen has completely flipped the the script on her weight management journey. She was a chronic dieter. She talks all about that. I think many of you can probably relate to her story. She spent decades dieting, going through shame-based approaches, just trying to find the right eating plan. And that's what she initially came to us expecting. And she describes how it took her several months to come around. And Jen has jumped into every single program that I've offered. She's done my coaching program twice. She has just been all in on herself, and that has been so amazing to see, and she's got the results to show for it. So she talks about how her whole life has changed, and I think you're going to love hearing about it. Jen is a working professional mother of two. Professionally, she holds a government position in disability management. She's active in her community, volunteering for a variety of community groups. She is very busy with her two children and her menagerie of pets. And she's fueled by caffeine, books, and humor. And she just is so well-spoken in this interview. She has so much inspiring experience to share. So without further delay, here you go. I hope you enjoy this as much as I did. All right, Jen, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, well, let's dive in. I would love for you to tell us a bit about yourself. Sure. So I'm a rehabilitation specialist. I have a government role in disability management. I have two teenage daughters that really keep me on my toes. And in my free time, I like to play tennis and I read pretty much anything I can get my hands on. Amazing. So, so great. Okay. Awesome. I would love for you to kind of take us back and tell us about your weight journey prior to coming to the high metabolic clinic. Sure. So I have had an issue in this area for as long as I can remember. So certainly from childhood, I've been on every commercially available diet that has been available in the last 35 years. I was successful at almost all of them, 
but there would always come a time something would come up, something would happen, and Mm -hmm. then I would stop and I would end up being in a worse position than than when I'd started. So Mm -hmm. I would, you know, lose 10 pounds on the program, something would happen, I would gain back 20. And this was just a pattern that I just couldn't seem to get out of it, kept repeating itself and repeating itself. And, you know, then I started to get older, had children, and this, you know, 10 pounds, 10 pounds, 10 pounds eventually became 100. And I ended up 100 pounds overweight, affecting all areas of my life, really even limiting mobility. So even something as simple as getting up the stairs became a challenge. And binge eating also became an an issue for me. How did that leave you feeling to have done just about everything you could find and have some success in the short term only to regain it? How did you feel with that happening? Yeah, it was extremely frustrating. I mean, I'm quite successful in other areas of my life. I just couldn't understand why I couldn't conquer this. I really felt like I had all the knowledge. I read all the books. I attended seminars. I went through all the programs. And I just couldn't reconcile how I could do so well in, say, business or academically, but I could not get a handle on this. So really it just, it became, it felt like a personal failing, like a moral failing that I really couldn't get this, this area. And it certainly wasn't through lack of trying. I mean, I pretty much was always trying something and then it just became like, uh, am I just not trying hard enough? Have I not found the right thing? So I just became on this quest to read all the books and right. you know, learn all the programs. And I did. I read all the books. I read, did all the programs. But they, again, I couldn't stay on them. So I would white knuckle it through the first 60 days of the program just on sheer determination and will but something would happen and then off I would, I would be. And would you say they were mainly like dieting programs? They were all either focused on the food, calorie counting, macros, some sort of point system or exercise or a combination of both. So Mm -hmm. really the in versus out, like a very simplistic calculation of your issue is you're just simply consuming too much for the amount of movement that you're doing mm-hmm. was really brought down to that basic level. And, you know, some of the programs to, <laughs> to the extent that it was, they were very shame-based programs. So, mm-hmm. you know, if, if anything happened, you, there was actually one program that they would bring you in and weigh you in front of a group. And if you lost half a pound or a pound, it was applause. And if you didn't, it was, you know, what did you do? Like, how could you have done this? How could we oh obviously provided yeah. you with this wonderful information and you've done something. And then you just, you know, you'd stop going because you'd know, you know, I, I'm going to get booed today. Oh, so, my heart. Yeah. 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 So, and really like through the gamut of all of those, but they were all based on like calories in calories out model. Right. Right. Yeah. And so you've done all these dieting things. There's so much shame-based stuff out there. So I'm, I'm glad you kind of pointed that out because I think a lot of people are still stuck going to those things and thinking that that's the way, right? Beating yourself up hard enough, shaming yourself enough, guilting yourself enough is the way to lose weight for the long term. And yet we all know that never works and it's completely demoralizing. So how did you end up end up with our clinic? Right. So I actually found you in kind of a roundabout way. I had started eating lower carb 
not quite keto, but in that, in that world, but I knew I needed some sort of support. And so I was looking for a physician or a dietitian or a clinic to support that. It was very difficult to find a medical professional that supported that way of eating. So I'd heard about your clinic through a, I think it was through a Facebook group, that, a low carb Facebook group. And I came expecting, you know, to get my calories in, calories out model, <laughs> my plan, my meal plan, and, you know, came and found that your approach should be totally different and not at all what I was looking for, but exactly what I needed. Mm-hmm. So what was different? So you come, you're expecting a meal plan. That is not what we give out. <laughs> right. So what did right. you find? Yeah. What did you find was different? Tell us about your experience. Well, I, I, it did take me a while to, to get it. Like the first several months of the program, I just had a really hard time accepting that it wasn't about the food Yeah. because I had invested so many years of my life under the assumption that it was about the food. It was 100% about the food, about how much, when, the timing, the combination of things that it took me, it took me months to, to accept mm-hmm. that it wasn't about the food. And I remember specifically some of the slides saying, it's not about the food. Yeah. <laughs> like you, yeah. you did that direct. And so I actually remember thinking the first month, like, here we go, another program. I I haven't been given any information about the number of calories I should be counting. Like I'm, I'm not going to do well, but I've already paid. So I'm going to try, I'll give it a shot and try to be open-minded. And then when I, when I finally started to hear what you were saying, I'm like, Oh, this, I'll give it a try. And the more I heard and the more I actually interacted or sorry, enacted some of the tools, I started to have some success as soon as I had that little bit of success, I'm like, if I was wrong about that, I've been wrong about these other things. And it really just started to be the sort of successful snowball effect of the more I paid attention and actually used the tools that you were pointing out, the more success that I had. And then a year had gone by and I thought, you know what? I think I missed out on hearing some of the early information because I wasn't bought into it. I was still very much looking for my calorie plan. (laughs) And so I signed up again. So I signed up for a second year because I thought I'm doing pretty good right now. I have never done this well for this long. I've always done well initially, but it's been a year and I'm doing really well. So I signed up again and really invested in it and just have had amazing, amazing results. I've lost over a hundred pounds. I've kept it off. We're in year two have no mobility issues. I'm playing tennis like I've never played before. Amazing. It's just affected all all areas of my life. Yeah, that's so amazing. So I want to go back because I think your experience is actually quite common because so many people come from a commercial dieting background and that's what they've known. They come into our program and they're kind of approaching it with that same mentality of like, okay, just tell me what to eat. I I need to do this diet, right? And so- you kind of describe how you had, it took you several months to make that transition. What do you think were some of the tools that you had to kind of accept and start practicing that really made a difference for you that were different from just trying to diet harder? I think one of the really early things was being able to figure out the difference between over hunger and over desire. I had never given it any thought before, no thought. And so when I was 
given that as an exercise to really look at that. Yeah. It turned out I very rarely was actually physically hungry. It was almost always something else. But I've I'd never tried to tease that apart before. And when I started to think of it in that way, you know, if if the problem was not hunger, then the answer was not food. Yeah. Then I would start to answer the question with the with the right answer, that that really was this first stepping stone for me. So before when I felt anything, I would answer it with food and it numbed everything and took care of all the problems while yeah. creating 10 more. When I took that step and started to really look at, am I hungry? Is it actually something else that I need? Just that little mindfulness step was the first thing that I started to have success with. Mm-hmm. And that really led to a whole bunch of other, other tools. Yeah. Yeah. That's so awesome. I think that that's such a crux of it, right? Is getting to the root of why are you overeating? Because we can talk about food all day long and we'll completely miss the issues, which are you're eating for other right. reasons, right? It's emotional, right. it's psychological, it's boredom, it's mindlessness. It's something that we have, but we have to be able to identify that. Right. Exactly. Treating a symptom and not the root cause is yes. only ever going to get you random symptom control. You're never going to be cured. So when we took the step back and looked at the whys, I was able to make some other adjustments again, that had nothing to do with food. And so the answer is not food. So it was extremely helpful. Yeah. That's so, so great. What do you think was your biggest challenge? I don't know if you can even speak to this, but what was your biggest challenge over the past year or in managing your weight and how have you overcome it? Yeah, I think my, I've had several challenges, several big challenges. Mm-hmm. One of them was learning how to fail well, learning how to fall off the wagon and get back on. That was, so good. that was probably my, the singular biggest issue that I had because mm-hmm. in the past I would, you know, deviate in any way from the plan and it was done. I was a very black or white thinker. Yes. I had one candy. I'm going to have all the candies. Yes. And that yeah. would just snowball for me in a bad way. And it would be so difficult for me to get back on that it would start binge eating. And then I would just start down a bad path of, you know, then I would have such negative self-talk. It just started a whole series of things that would lead me down months until I could get myself back on. So one of the biggest things with this program was it's okay. You know, I needed to forgive myself. I, I did X and all right, I see that I acknowledge it and move on. And so one of the things that one of the sayings was, you know, you could be doing one thing at four o'clock and another thing at four Oh one, like you have the choice. You can do it at any time. You don't have to wait till Monday or January or until that whatever holiday is over, which had been my kind of go-tos Mondays, January, after Christmas, after Easter, after summer, (laughs) something, right? So it was always going to be a couple months out where instead it was, instead of coming at it from such a punitive place, right? Like you talk negative self-talk in your mind and, and punishing yourself into, okay, I had that. And now I'm not going to have that again. I'm going to move on yeah. and working on that and having plans in place. So one of the things that we had worked on in the clinic was to sort of have like a, a rescue plan. <laughs> what what yeah. do you do if you fall off the wagon? And so having that sort of all mapped out. So I, I've done X, open up my little book and read through what I was supposed to do. And that was very helpful. 
Yeah. Yeah. I remember actually an appointment with you when there was, you know, a big stressor in your life that had happened and your win that you shared was, you know what? I had a binge, but I stopped it after like two days. Whereas in the past it would have been three months long. Right. And I think that was such a powerful realization because a lot of people think success is you never binge again. You never overeat again. You're perfect. Your diet, you're on your diet all the time right? But that's just not realistic because we're human beings, right? So being able to fail well, as you put it, is is the key to being able to do this. Right. And it's the long-term game. So when you when you have the amount of weight to lose that I had, it's not a, it's not a three-week, it's not a three-week time frame. It's a year's time yes. frame and yeah. life is going to happen and you have to be prepared for that. So yeah. yeah, in the last year, I had a significant health issue with the family member that I know for sure would in the past have put me into months long tailspin. And while I had some reaction to it, I was able to pull myself out of that. Mm-hmm. And it was the most loving thing I could do for myself because yeah. I don't yeah. function well when I am eating a lot of garbage, right? I, my mind isn't as sharp. I feel unwell. So if I'm going to be there for you know my loved ones, um, I have to, I had to do those, those things for myself. It's so incredibly powerful how you put it, that it was the most loving thing you could do for yourself to, in the midst of, you know, significant stress and family health issues to still care for yourself, to still kind of prioritize, how am I going to take care of me to be able to be there for my family member? Yeah. Right. And the, that mindset shift for me was also huge because I never paid attention to the running a dialogue in my mind, which when it was pointed out to me, I was horrified to hear what I was saying to myself. And I believe it was you that said, would you ever say what you're saying to yourself to your children? And no, and I, would, I wouldn't say to anyone what I had been saying to myself in my mind. And when you put it that way, you can't, I think you also said you can't, um, something like you can't hate yourself then. <laughs> and it's so true. I had tried that for so many years that if, you know, you're, something happens and your internal monologue is just going at you, like if you were only smart enough, if you're only fast enough, if you only had, if you were only, da, 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 where instead, if you just say, I got this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to be great at it. Like just flipping that internal monologue to even to the extreme of extremely positive. I don't know how it worked, but it really, really worked for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. One of the things I've always admired about you, and this is probably part of your transition as you kind of went through the program and started to be like, okay, maybe I'm going to buy into this approach is you were all in, right? Like you did, when I introduced the stop overeating mastermind coaching program, you did that twice. I know you've done the DBT for emotional eating program with Dr. Fink. You've kind of just like, you embraced it, any extra support, anything that you could do, you've kind of been all in on that. And, and I've really admired that about you. Was that part of you just saying, Hey, if I'm, I'm going to do this for me, this is my gift to me. Or we're, like, tell us about that mindset to, to kind of approach it that way. Yeah. I think when, when I got hooked onto the content of this program, because it's completely different than anything that I've ever been exposed to. And I saw that it was working. I really saw this huge deficit in my personal knowledge in this area. I mean, I have 
a physical science background. I don't have, I had almost no knowledge in psychology mm-hmm. and I never, and I actually didn't hold it in very high regard. So when yeah. I started to hear the, the terms, it seemed very, you know, pseudoscience to me and I wasn't bought in, but I tried it and then I had some success. So then I went, when I determined, Hey, there's something here. I needed to have all the information. <laughs> I wanted to know what I didn't know. And everything that I took, every single part of the program that I took, I found something, some hugely valuable tool that I've kept notes on. I look back at them, little sayings, like, you, you know, just like we were talking about, you can't hate yourself thin. And it could be doing one thing for another, for all of those things that over two years have helped me continue to have success. So I think it was because I had success with it and found this whole new area that I knew nothing about and needed to know. And again, every single thing that I've taken, I've had success with. I really loved the group aspect. I found the group learning from others or even just hearing your story coming out of someone else's mouth. That was very powerful for me and hearing their success or being able to give back a little bit by sharing some success that I had and just having to, um, they're not accountability groups by any means. That's not the point of them. But knowing that I'm going and knowing that I touch base with something every week on that was also helpful to me. Yeah. 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 I think I love that we have the mixture of like the one-on-one as well as the group. And I think a lot of people sort of, poo-poo the idea of doing something in a group. And yet we know there's so much power in community and in hearing, as you said, other people's stories and knowing like, oh my gosh, I'm not alone in this. There's not, I'm not like broken. There's not something wrong with me. There's other people going through this and look at how they've had success. And then you can kind of build off each other, right? Exactly. And a lot of my, my condition was in the past, very shame-based, very isolating. And a lot of the behaviors that I had were you know, like hidden behaviors. So I would do all of my eating and in secret. So it became this very isolating condition. So to be in a group with other people that are sharing those same stories Mm -hmm. in a way that was very different from those other programs that I was talking to you about where it was shame-based, this is the opposite, right? So you go into this group, you're all working on adjusting your mindset on the psychology behind it. And it was just a very supportive environment as opposed to what I've been exposed to in the past. Yeah. Yeah. So, so good. What would you say is different about you now, about your, your outlook, about your life, about your emotional state, physical state? I, I would love for you to kind of, yeah, give us a picture of that. Yeah. There's so many, so many categories there. So I think in uh, the psychological space that really I've been able to apply some of those tools to, to all areas of my life, not just this area. So really learning to be mindful has had such an impact on overall my life, empathy for myself and for others. So Yes, even that as a tool, you wouldn't think that would be relevant in business, but it is. I had been applying some of the little tools that we'd learned and watching in business how, wow, that, that works with other people. And so being mindful, improved overall outlook, I think physically, obviously, over 100 pounds has made a huge difference for me. Wow, Simple things like getting up the stairs, putting on your shoes, you know, carry a hundred pounds around and see how hard it is to get through your life. Like every little thing becomes so much more difficult. 
I have teenage daughters. So modeling those healthy habits without, you know, sort of pushing it on them, just being, just modeling those behaviors I have Mm -hmm. seen in the rest of my family without me interfering in any way, other than modeling the healthy behaviors that some of those behaviors are, are being, they're, they're taking them on. Amazing. I can't think of anything right from the, you know, that my sleep is better. (laughs) So from the moment that I get up in the morning, the attitude changes, I have a list of affirmations from this program for when I wake up in the morning, I roll over and look at them. So it touches all of my day and the physical world, my mental health, my business world, my family life. There's just really no area that isn't impacted by it. That's so, so amazing. How do you see yourself moving forward from here? Yeah, I had some anxiety about being released from the program (laughs) last year as I signed up again. I'm doing a lot better on that now. I had developed what I had called my guardrails. So my things that I do on a daily basis that just help me stay on track. I do this little daily agreement card every single day, have it around me in front of me, but just a little card. And every day I write, you know, take, drink your water, take your vitamins, move. If I ever have any problems, I have like the second level, which is that I start tracking my food and uh, doing more planning. So I have it sort of planned out that I do things daily for consistency, like the simple, small things that you do on a daily basis over the course of a year become hugely powerful. Planning sort of what I'm going to do if I just start to veer out of the the lane a bit. So like Mm -hmm. level two, Mm -hmm. and then have a well-developed, I call it my emergency plan. (laughs) So if I fall off the wagon, I have a plan of how to get back on. And that for me has been very successful, but I do need to touch it every day. So even in year two, I do need to think of this stuff every day. Although it most certainly does not take up the mental real estate that was taking up in early days. I remember we, we were talking when I first started to try to be mindful, it really consumed so much of my mental real estate that I'm like, this is exhausting. I'm having to think of this all the time. And I don't have to think of it anywhere near as much as I did at the beginning. So it was like a muscle, but it was very weak, (laughs) very weak at the beginning. I never used it before. And now I still need to use it, but nowhere, nowhere near the amount that I had to use at the beginning. But I think I will always need to be touching it, being mindful of it, because I know myself and I know if I'm not thinking of it, it's not in the front of my mind, I will, I know what path I will go down. Yeah. I love that you have such a clear game plan of like level one, level two, level three. This is how I care for myself. If things are going well and if things go off the rails, I have a plan for that. You've thought about that in advance. That's really powerful. Yeah, and it was actually one of the exercises and I can't remember one of the groups, but they had me create that plan that yeah. I, I think I probably was off the, the wagon at the time. They're like, okay, let's get a plan. And then this is your go-to plan. Like write it out, put it in a good spot because if this happens again, here you go. And I've used it so many times. <laughs> and even though I've used it so many times and it's year two, I still sometimes look through my notes and think, oh yeah, that is a really good idea. So it's, I don't retain all of it. I really do need the notes to look back on because after yeah. a couple of years, yeah, you don't have a perfect recall of that. Yeah. So, so good. I love that all of like the things that have led to your success are those pseudoscience things that you mentioned, right? Mindfulness. <laughs> Every single one. <laughs> Every single one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
things that and you I would have scoffed at before, right? Totally. I would never have believed that this was what was missing. So when I look back, I think, my gosh, I was, you know, fighting this fight and I was in the wrong fight. I have yeah. I had been for 30 plus years fighting the wrong fight. It was never for me about eating 1,200 calories, eating this exact amount of carbs, protein, fat, exercising for this amount of time. It was never about that. For me, it was always what I was missing was all of these tools I was eating because I was, it had nothing to do with hunger. I was, you know, so negative to my own self. I didn't have any of the resiliency tools mm. to get back on the way when things went off, which they're going to. So you know yes. you're going. It's going to happen. So yeah. I'd never set myself up to be successful before. And, you know, for me to to grasp that, it, it, that was hard. It was hard to think that I was doing so, like running in the wrong direction for 30 years. That's, that's a hard uh, bit of information to swallow. And once I let that go, like, okay, I was not correct <laughs> for all of those years. Uh-huh. It's not correct. But now I have the information. So what am I going to do with it? And it doesn't matter that I don't like it or don't like, don't believe in it. Let's try it. And then the more I tried, the more success I had, the more I was open to trying some of these things. And the program was great in helping me adapt some of the tools. So just my personality type, I, I have a really hard time with stuff like meditation. So trying to be mindfulness to me at the time equaled meditation. So I was trying to just hammer away at meditation. Like I'm going to be the best meditator. I'm going <laughs> to meditate for the most amount of time. And it was like, you know, it was terrible. <laughs> and the, the program helped me like, you don't have, you don't have to do that. You don't have to be, you know, an A plus meditator. You can meditate for one minute, like yeah, just one yeah. minute, just do it for that one minute. And, you know, he, just having someone else help guide me <laughs> through these things and not try to force the, all of these tools to be perfect. The black or white thinking was another one. I was very much a black or white thinking uh, thinker. So even the tools, right. Even the psychology tools, I was trying to make black or white, which is the opposite of what they're meant to be. Mm-hmm. Having the program help guide give me some guidance there ended up being really helpful. Yeah. That's, that's so, so great. So what would you say to someone who is maybe the, the two years ago, Jen, right? Someone who's struggling either with binge eating as you did, or they had a lifelong struggle with their weight and lots of dieting and they're just feeling hopeless. What would you say to them? Yeah. I think there's so many things I would say, you know, take it one day at a time. And if that's too much time, take it one meal at a time get support. It's extremely difficult to do it alone. It's much easier to do it with support in whatever that looks like. Keep an open mind. And if the things that you've been trying have not been successful, not going to become successful, you need to look at something new. So that, you know, when someone from this program put it to me that way, (laughs) it really opened my eyes. I'm like, yes, of course. Of course, doing that same thing over and over that isn't working doesn't seem to make sense anymore. Let me try this thing that you're offering me. So yeah, open mind, consistency, and it really is the long game. So thinking of things that you can, that can be sustainable. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. Well, in our last few minutes, is there anything else that you want to say? I just think that, um, you know, I'm, I'm so grateful that I found the program. I know I've told you so many times. I'm so grateful that I found you. I really feel like you have saved my life because I was going down such a path that 
you know, like at my worst and my worst binge eating, I would be so grateful to go to sleep because that was the only time that I wasn't eating. Like Mm. I literally would be eating if I was awake and I just could not stop. So when I found this program and it started to work for me, it made such a profound impact on my life, changed, like I said, every aspect of my life that I just couldn't recommend the program more. So anyone that is thinking of joining, give it a try, have an open mind. It's been successful for so many people. Amazing. Thank you so much, Jen. You were so inspiring. I, and I know our whole team, we're so happy for you and, uh, you really do inspire all of us. Cause you know, as much as we've supported you, you've been, you're like, you're the hero of the journey, right? You've done the work and you've done this for yourself and, and we're so, so happy for you. So thanks for being bold and for sharing your story. This has been really powerful. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining me today. If you enjoyed listening to the high on life podcast, please take a moment to subscribe, share, and review it on Apple Podcasts.